0: This is Together 24/7 episode 22.
1: Hey everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24/7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com/together Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together.
2: Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it.
0: Oh, well, welcome to another episode of Together Twenty Four Seven, me man.
1: Really? Yeah, I couldn't that's, think of anything. That's your that was witty it. Intro, <sighs> me man. Me
0: man. Okay. Hi, I'm Barry Cohen. Welcome to Together Twenty Four Seven. I'm your co-host, and with me is my other co-host. No.
1: Uh, okay. I'm Catherine Cohen. Uh, apparently, I'm the woman in the group. Uh, you know, although I wonder sometimes. Um, hey. 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 Okay. Hey. So, it's... I'm the other co host. I'm Catherine Cohen. Welcome to Together 24 7.
0: It's not the weekend.
1: It's. <laughs> Jeez. And our guests today are Peter and Lydia Mihit. And Peter and Lydia me hit are custom business planning and solutions so they do business planning and consulting they've been in business together for 11 years doing this custom business planning and solutions they are out of Irvine California which is a lovely place that's my cousin lives not too far from there uh and um they have been together now for 19 years uh, this is something this is going to be one of my first questions the relationship status as per the little form that they fill out beforehand is married but still shacking up this i need to this i need to get a better understanding of you guys have two daughters ages 35 and 26 so um i guess you you uh you you brought them into the relationship or well you know what we'll get to the kids later when we find out like do they do anything with you and eh, we don't I don't care about the kids right now. Right now, I want to know what married and still shacking up means.
2: Well, thank you for having us on the show. And it's a double because you have to visualize people over 60 having sex. Stop
0: that. <laughs> <coughs> so. Ew. Ew. Do we, have to
1: make, do we have to make the show explicit now? Okay, go ahead. Peter, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Keep going.
3: TMI. Yeah,
2: you, you can go now. Um, anyway, we are still passionately in love with each other and uh, still just enjoying each other's company and presence every single day. And for us, being in business together, we sit across a partner's desk from each other every day and have for years now it is the perfect thing for us.
3: It works perfectly. And we're still stacking up because I met him promise when we got married not to treat me as a wife but as a girlfriend and he's always done that so it's been great
1: i would have him treat you know me uh, if if it were barry and i had been smart enough to make that uh promise i would say like a mistress because they always seem to get the really good stuff but anyway that's that's just me um so Uh, business planning and consulting uh peter you've been you've worked across a bunch of industries worldwide as a professional consultant you've been intimately involved in the startup of four companies uh you're either a member of the launch team you're the owner you're the team leader so you've held a number of positions senior manager to vice president i noticed though not president at all so i'm wondering if lydia is the president of uh uh, custom Business Planning and Solutions. Lydia, you have a solid business background, so you began in computer operations. It, it's
0: not sketchy like Peter's. It's
1: not sketchy like Peter's. Um, you began in computer operations, so you and Barry have that in common. Uh, software development. Well, Barry, you don't develop software. You just uh, work with people who do. Management of software projects and co-founding and managing partner of your own consulting firm. You've had some pretty neat clients. Ford Motor Companies, General Motors, General Motors. Hughes Aircraft, Northrop, Raython, like a lot of really cool companies. So, um, so you guys have a, a lot of good stuff under your belt. Been doing this for eleven years. Let me go back to the uh, to the family stuff, though. A little bit about your bio. Um, the two daughters—are they still at home? Did they come back home? And do they do anything in your business with you guys?
3: Well, we have one daughter that's in San Francisco. And she graduated from college up there, in and in 2007, yeah. 2007. And she has a life there. Our oldest daughter came home last year and joined us in the company. And she's been doing our books. She's our operations manager. She keeps us uh, on our schedule and calendars. And so Just that's great with it. the
2: clients. They all love her, which is good because after a little bit, of me, they're ready for her. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she's in the
1: business with How wonderful, How cool is that? How cool is that? So tell us what you know you've you both have these um very professional, very consultative backgrounds, so I can see where where this company started. but how and why did you start the business together? What was the trigger moment? What made you guys look at each other and say, "We can do this uh together." Be together 24-7, and this is what we, and more importantly, tell us how this is what you figured on doing.
3: Well, let me give you background. Peter traveled, I don't know, constantly. Probably
2: 15
3: to 20 days a month. Wow. As we got married, and we were never together. So we started out when he was home for the weekend. We took showers together. We went grocery shopping together. We did everything we could to be together because he was always out of town. And so finally we said, I've had, I said, I've had enough. (laughs)
2: Well, what happened was we was, uh, it was uh, Valentine's Day weekend. We had sent the kids off to the hotel, said order room service, have fun, just don't come home. Just don't come home. (laughs) And uh, Sunday we're having breakfast and I got a call from not my boss, but my boss's assistant. Yeah, I cleaned it up my boss's assistant saying you need to be and go down to the airport there's a ticket to go to cincinnati you go to go do chalk talk about white boarding uh, whiteboarding about the outsourcing to these board level people from a very uh, big food concern. and you have three hours to get there the tickets are waiting for you so go back get on a phone and lydia sitting across the table what did you say lydia you look me right in the face and say what
3: quit quit your job
2: that's right yeah, so we did a lot of soul searching and planning and really figuring it out. No, we I quit my job and we lived on love for the first two. <laughs> we had you no know, clients. And we retiled our floor and went to France.
3: Yeah, we thought, how hard can open a business be? And, well <laughs> eight months later we got our first clinic. Whoa. And
2: it, what happened was, I mean, when you're when the main thing I did was do proposals. When you're writing proposals, really a proposal is a business. So somebody came up to me and said, do you want to run a business plan? I said, "Uh, yeah, I think I can probably do that. And we did one and then another. And the next thing you know, we've done 500 of them and over 500. And they've raised over $136 million for the clients.
0: And you're still not sure how to do a business plan?
3: uh, You know, I'm closer to figuring it out. I'm
0: getting close.
1: (laughs) So Lydia, you are sick and tired of, of him being away all the time. And I can only imagine getting the call on Valentine's weekend and you have a little bit of time together and they want you to be at the airport in three hours, but quitting your business is one thing. Quitting what you're doing and doing something else is one thing. Creating your own businesses separately is one thing, but what was the moment that you realized that you could do this together and not ruin the relationship?
2: I don't think that ever would we thought about it. I think we were so hungry to be with each other. See, you have to understand, I chased her for over a year before she would even, even go out on a date with me, okay? So I pursued her for a long time, and we had like an 18th-century courtship. I'm telling you, it was like dating... I think I got a kiss on the third date, okay? And it was a kiss on the cheek. So. There was no way I was going to trash this, so I just automatically assumed that if we had the time together, it would work out. And guess what? Because we both believed that, that's been the case.
3: Yeah, we never said, do you think we can get along? Do you think we could work together? We just said, we want to be together, and this is the way we saw to make that happen. And so that's how, that's how yeah, it is. That's how it went, yeah. That's how
1: it went. That that that's a great story, and that's yeah, just the the desire. I mean, even as an entrepreneur, I think that's that's the whole thing is desire, and that's what really propels your business forward when you don't have any clients. Being an entrepreneur
2: is an illness. It (laughs) It is, is. and there should be a twelve-step group for it. You know, recognize that we're powerless. There is. There there
0: are there are groups. There are networking groups. There are leads groups. There's (laughs) mastermind (laughs) groups. groups.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: that's true, and they always dig you deeper into the
2: hole. Exactly. That's
0: right.
3: That's like if they gave
2: out shivis regal at AA meetings.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a thought. That's a thought. Well, and your
2: attendance would be way, way up. Let's put it
1: True, and and while most of while we believe that most of our listeners are in fact. Uh, couples, uh, for those single ladies out there that are listening to our show, see what Lydia did? She played hard to get. And look at how Peter was just trailing her all the time. So, you know, there you have but,
0: it. But we have to find... Lydia? Yeah. Did you get the prize?
3: I got the prize.
0: Okay. You Absolutely. got the prize. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> all
2: see, right. That's the thing. I was pathetic. I was really <laughs> pathetic.
0: You know we all are. <laughs> you, you
2: know, I was really pathetic, but the thing about it was it was just... It was all part of changing my life and being who I wanted to become. And so when she asked me to take this adventure with her, even though I was pretty much as severely downing Thomas about it, I trusted her and I'm grateful that I did because every fiber of my being said, strap that plane on, make that mortgage payment, stick those those college funds away, stick away the retirement funds. Do what you're supposed to do as a man. As we're conditioned by society to do. My wife said, screw that. Come on, let's go play. And it's worked out. It's been pretty cool. It's
1: been great. How wonderful. So now we learned a little bit about your oldest daughter and, and the role that she plays in your business and what she's doing for you guys in your business. But between the two of you, who does what and how is that decided? And, do you overlap responsibilities? How do you report to each other? Tell our, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Give us a kind of a day-to-day and then a big overview. Whoa. Okay. We...
2: This will be interesting. I'd like to know the answer to this. Answer.
1: <laughs> Take notes, Peter. Take notes.
3: We all do everything. Um, some pa- oh, patients, that was bad.
2: Wow, where's that coming from?
3: <laughs> some clients bond with me. And some clients connect with Peter. And so that's how we divide the clients.
2: How we manage the who, clients.
3: Yeah. yeah, who manages the client, who contacts them the most. And then when it comes to the work, we just say, who's got the spare time? The
2: bandwidth. Yeah, Kalika, our daughter, is, is pretty much handles the books and handles like all the support stuff. So we have contractors that work with us, and from time to time, we have uh, 1099 people that come into the office. So as depending on the size of the project or how much work we have, there's an extended team of people that we work with, too. So um, Lydia is a really good writer. She's good with the financials. I would There is something she's much better at than I am. And so it's, it's basically we look at a client and we say, who's going to be – like, for example, we had one client where I challenged the client on their business idea and the client immediately stopped talking to me in the meeting, stopped talking to me and started talking to to Lydia and he became Lydia's client. (laughs) I mean, it's weird how it turns out, but basically we look at the client and see who's going to be the best person for them to work with. Because Lydia's really good at working with people who already know what they're doing. And they've, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of focus and I'm really good at working with people who are if you are clueless, I'm your guy because I will get you focused yep. and so, um, but that's really, really draining to do that so we work really well in terms of being able to spell each other and know when to hand off, but in terms of like, she does the books and I do the writing and she does financials and I do this, no, we all do everything and the thing that it makes us look like a bigger company, it gives us a lot more options in terms of dealing with people and it, it allows us to attract a lot more people different kinds of clients, and it's worked out great that
1: right? way. And I'm going to throw you guys a, a question that we didn't, uh, you know, I, as I said, I just come up with questions sometimes. So tell me a little bit about who your clients are, you know, who your ideal client is, and very quickly, some of the things that you do for a client.
2: Well, now, those are two different questions. My ideal client is somebody made out of money who's going to write me a check. <laughs> Us to check too.
0: Have you (laughs) you found (laughs) them yet? No, I have not. Yeah, us either.
3: But the clients we do have as a specific audience is Gen X. They are normally in corporate America. They're uh, married with children, a home. Uh, They're looking for that work-life balance, and they're in corporate America, and they haven't found it. So they decide to open their own business. So that they can spend more time with their family and so those are the
2: the vast majority yeah, well that's a, probably about 60 percent of our business and then the remainder of our business is actually uh we work with venture capital companies who are doing big raises like we're working one right now it's a 25 million dollar raise that's in process we did a five million dollar raise for a company so we've got and we've got a bunch of stuff on the foot with these vc companies that are you know, between 20 and 40 million dollar raises. So, uh, the majority of our businesses uh, is taking people that want to start a first-time startup business or expand an existing business, and they're looking for anywhere from 500 thousand to a couple million to these VC and private equity firms that are, are doing placements that are 20 million and above. And frankly. Um, I like working with the smaller clients. It's, it's more rewarding to see them launch and see them get started, but the painting's better with the private <laughs>
1: equity companies. So. Of
0: course, yeah, of course. So I, I want you to look back on your journey that you've taken together, but I want you to take off the rose-colored glasses. That's a good way of putting you like it. That, you, huh? I like and and that. a little deep. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Tell <laughs> t- 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 us about the biggest entrepreneurial disagreement you've had and how you worked through it. And the reason I say take off the rose-colored glasses is because we have had guests that have said, oh, we've never had a fight.
1: And then then two minutes into that question, they're almost killing each other. (laughs) I would say
2: it's not entrepreneurial, but it's existential. Okay. My wife has the most positive disposition and faith that things are going to work out regardless of how bleak the situation is. Now, you guys are in your own business. You know it's a sine wave, right? Sometimes the wave is way above the middle line and you're fat. And sometimes it's way below you your skin, right? Exactly. And so, and so I, on the other hand, am a fearful pup. So when it gets below the mean line, I start freaking out. It's probably the best way to put it. And so I think the only conflicts we've really had about the business has to do with the fact that I'm looking at a situation going, how am I going to work this out and my wife looks at me across the desk with a smile and says, it'll, it'll show up. It'll show up. And I just don't have that same level of faith. And sometimes that I find that really irritating. And, and so we actually had one of our few rare blow-ups just like two weeks ago over this exact situation. And, and you know what happened? Two clients came in the next day.
0: As usual, so the I wife walk, is right. Again. Yeah, the wife is always right. We know that
2: well if you're smart you know but i think i think professionally because we worked together before we dated um and i got to see her one of the things that attracted to me in the first place was the fact her professionalism was just off the hook she's the best project manager i've ever seen in my life and i said that to her before i even dated or before i was even interested in her that way she applied to work with me as my right hand person i was doing business development and Thank God they canceled that wreck, but we probably would have never gotten together. But um, we don't really disagree. We pretty much see the world. We see the same world. Um, we fight really fair. So if we have disagreements, it's never about, oh, you're putting me down. You're not listening to me. It's more like I just don't share your opinion. And, and the thing about it is is here's how we handle this. It's like if we really get to a loggerhead where we're blocked, it's like I go, okay, I bet you five bucks you're wrong about it. And we've been trading this five bucks back and forth now for 19 <laughs> years. But the fact of the matter is, is if you look at the long, the long walk, the averages, you, it's going to be, it's all going to trend to zero. You're going to be wrong as much as you're right. And so knowing that, being 11 years in business with her, I understand there's no hill that's worth fighting and dying, dying with. So the only problem I have really is in my outlook, and that we don't even want to get into why I have that outlook. But I, I think that's the only place where we ever really have friction is that she's unperturbed by any set of circumstances. And I, on the other hand, am a fearful flyer with my fingers digging into the armrest. So that's the only place we were have.
0: So, so aside from knowing that Lydia is always right, do you, does this carry over into your personal life?
3: Well, I think one of the things you need to understand is we had previous marriages and you know how fast a marriage can go bad and so we are very careful mm-hmm. with each other when we talk to each other when we deal with each other we know how fast um it can go good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah it can just go south and so we're very careful and so we we argue fair if we can't be fair we stop talking at that uh, you know, about that and at that time, and come back when we can be a little more fair. We just work hard at it. We just
0: do. Well, you've got this. You've got the system down. That's for sure.
2: The starter marriages are very instructive. <laughs> They're very. The training marriages are really good. Right?
0: I, I I still have my training wheels on, so I figure. Well, much, you know, this is your first wife. Yeah. This is my first wife, and it and, and it's, you? I'm pushing. You know, it's it's 19 years we're together now, so you okay. know. You know, I'm making it work. You know, Catherine, on the other hand.
1: Really? Really. Really. <laughs> I, I had I had a little practice beforehand, but no, Barry uh, Barry was not married beforehand. I had some practice. As
0: I like to say, I'm idiot number two.
1: You're...
3: Oh, oh, no,
1: no, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah,
3: I know it's scary, Catherine. I kicked my first one to the curb, too, so I, don't worry
0: about it. I that. hear you. <laughs> uh, now... Tell me, I mean, you, you guys really have been speaking about this for the whole interview up to this point. But specifically, give us give our listeners one or two examples of some of the joys that you experience being together 24-7. Wow, well,
3: let me think. It's it can't be that hard. Being, no, I'm just trying to say it's a joy being with him all the time because, like I said, we were so hungry for each other we started taking showers together so we, we held back on that thanks for the visual <laughs> by the way <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> but you know I mean it's when you're that desperate to be together once you're together all you do is just enjoy it
2: see I, kind of, I think the way i would express it is like this i think i'd say when you have everything it's hard to point out what are the one one or two things about everything the one thing that i would would say is it's really incredibly nice, not to be alone. okay, so whatever happens to me, happens to her, whatever happens to her, happens to me, we don't have a life outside of each other, when she bitches about what happens at her job, I know exactly why she feels that way, and most of the time, I feel that way too, so if we're both in that same hole together, we can help each other out, here, have a shot of scotch, let's talk about it, right, Um, whatever it is we got to do, but I think that that is the number one thing, because when I was on the road and I was alone, let me tell you something. Those were some hellish days. It was like seven years of, of living in hotel rooms and on airplanes. I mean, before I met her, I don't know if you saw that movie Up in the Air with George Clooney. Did you yes, that yes. Yeah. I was contemplating living that life. I was within a month of giving up my apartment, having my mail go to a friend, and not actually having a real address. I was that close. That's how much travel I
1: was. Wow. That seems so, very stressful. Um, yeah,
2: and the people on the road are very superficial, and a lot of married people that want to do exactly what the female character in that movie did live a live a parenthesis with you, and it's not healthy, it's not good for anybody. That's a young person's game. and you're, like, under 30 and you want to see everything, be everywhere, it's great, because I traveled a lot in my youth. But when you get to be in your 40s and you want to married and to have a committed relationship I mean literally I was going up to the room when they were going out to the strip club on the job just (laughs) because I wanted to make sure that everything was straight at home so yeah I think the fact that you're not alone in your life's work is I don't think if you don't have it you don't understand how amazing it is but we come across people that live work with their wives that say and their husbands go, I want to kill them I just want to kill them and so it's not for everybody. And I think the fault is not that they're working together. I think the fault is in the relationship and how they picked and got in the marriage. Because I think if you've got the right partner, this, is, this just makes it better. Personally, that's what I think.
3: Yeah.
0: And do you guys do anything to separate your family time from your business time? It doesn't sound like you really do. It sounds like you're kind of like us, where when you're awake, you're working. and When you're awake, everything's family time.
3: Well, we do have an office. So that takes us away from home and that helps us keep business um, with business and personal and personal so our office is less than two miles from our um, apartment and so consequently anytime you want to work it's easy to get here but you can separate work from home.
2: Yeah and that's really big I, I, I would say if you're, a, if you're with your spouse in a business and you're having problems if you can afford it Get a workspace outside the home because when we had our workspace in the home, you walk past where you're working, and oh, I should be working that. Oh, that thing needs to be done, and you never stop working. When we go home, pretty much everybody splits off into their own space for about the first two hours, and nobody talks. <laughs> and then after that, then we kind of get together and hey, what do you want to eat, and that kind of stuff. But we do do some serious decompression time. I, I, I try to meditate on a regular basis, just to do things to to to. to Re-energized
0: and recharged. So you, you guys do a great job of that, you know. And and it's funny because just the way you were talking, that's why I made the assumption that you really don't. But that's fantastic that you do, and you're able to, and, and you actually have the system in place to do it.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's I think it's good advice for our listeners. It, of, it absolutely of, is. Get away yeah. from the office separate from each other for a little bit, decompress, then come back together. And then shower together, apparently. Then shower together, well, yeah. apparently. Well, no,
2: thing, you need, because you need... Uh, our brains are differential machines. They, 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 they work on defining the differences in things. If I don't have anything to differentiate against being with Lydia, I mean, we do stuff on our own. We do different things on our own, too. And, and we have hobbies that are completely different stuff that she does that I really could care less about and vice versa and that's good because it gives her a place to be where I'm not and I think that's really important
0: and and on your downtime, what books are you guys reading right now if any
2: well that's a very interesting question Uh, I'm trying to read crazy as a compliment right now but I can't quite seem to get past the forward because so much is going on Um, and Lydia reads I'm a lot. Reading,
3: of I'm reading the Knack right now. I don't even think of who the author older, is. Yeah. That's an older book. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and romance
3: novels. Oh, and I love romance novels. That uh, helps me re- remember that my honey is very romantic. <laughs> How
1: cute. Aww.
2: You guys are so sick right now. We're going to hang out there. Oh, those people.
0: I, I, there's just a little bit of vomit at the top of my throat right now. That's all. It's so
1: bad. <laughs> uh,
0: so <laughs> it, it, very seriously, though, for our listeners, because, I mean, this is really important. Our listeners are typically couples that are either just starting out in business together or thinking about getting into business together. So if you can give them one piece of advice, what would it be?
3: Fight fair.
2: Yeah, fight fair. That's exactly the same thing I think. You have to agree on the terms of engagement, how you're going to do it, and the most important thing, if you never use the word never or always or you are or this is how you are, banish those from your vocabulary. This is the person that you have to love. It's like it was interesting. It's like how do you report to each other? We still struggle with that, okay, because you cannot hammer the person you love. You cannot treat the person you love like an employee. That's the challenge of being in business with your partner is that at the end of the day, I mean, there's, there have been some times where we look at Jerry, we said, uh, is this really going to work? Because I don't want to be in a position where I feel frustrated because maybe something didn't get done or something got dropped. You know, is I would rather have a job and keep my marriage than to have this go the wrong way. But then we always come back and look at it and go, yeah, let's work on this. Let's figure it out. So you're going to come across things that are going to happen from time to time that are going to make this seem like, wow, I made a really bad choice. And that's going to happen to everybody. You cannot avoid it. But the thing that you got to do is take a deep breath. If you can't say something nice, go to your corner. Yes. It's okay to say you're, It's okay to say to your partner, because we both said it to each other, you know, I don't think I can be fair right now, so you need to give me some time. And then go away, get yourself collected, get yourself together, and come back and talk it out. And what you're going to find most of the time is that you can talk it out.
3: And don't start the conversation with you. Start it with I. I'm uncomfortable when this happens. I have a problem with this. Don't be accusatory and say, you always did this. And you said that. And you hurt my feelings when blah, 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 blah. Don't even go there. Start with yourself and figure out what's going to be best for you and for you to communicate your feelings. And say, I felt like this when this happened but just try to be fair it's so important
2: yeah if you can do that then the other stuff will i mean clearly you have to have something to sell that people want to buy clearly you have to be at getting that product or service to them clearly you have to be able to do those things so if you can do those things and you can be fair with your partner the rest of it's all going to work out but it's going to be a roller coaster ride don't expect this the the stability the the illusion of stability <laughs> and the that a steady paycheck gives you the fact is is that um, jobs have the same thing. The difference that you have working with your spouse is if it goes wrong and you feel like breaking down and crying, you're sitting with somebody that's going to go, hey, that's okay. Very, they're going to fuck you up.
1: Very, very true. And I think that that seems to be a, a piece of advice that, that of all the couples that we've interviewed, we hear that a lot. Learn to fight fair. We've heard it in different ways. Learn, um, and, and this is for our listeners, learn to... Know when to approach your spouse and when not to approach your spouse. You Know know when you can go up to your spouse and say something. Know when you should say, I really need to keep my mouth shut right now, and and more so than even in a marriage, although I think we would have less problems in a marriage if people learn these things that we need to know as entrepreneurs who work together.
0: And, and I'm happy to say that I have never had a dish thrown at me.
1: No, that's true. That's true. My ex did. My ex did. Had a lot of dishes thrown at him. Most mostly <laughs> the stuff that his mother gave us for gifts. It's
0: the Italian temper. Oh, it's the
1: Italian temper, yeah. Good,
2: one, good. So there's a back, the back story in there. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that later.
1: That's a whole. That's a whole other show. A whole other show. So let's get into some fun here. Um, yes. you I thought guys, we've been having fun. We have been having fun, but like this is this is non, fun This is non-business fun. Okay, this, this is... is totally non-business fun. Um, do you guys like to cook together, or are you are you reservation people? Are you?
2: We're reservation people, but we're forced to cook together. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to never have to make food, cook food again. She's a much better cook than I am. Uh, I I do better at grilling and stuff than she does. I think you'd agree with that, yeah?
3: Yeah, absolutely. He grills, and I cook. And uh, sometimes we cook together, and other times we look at the bank account and say,
0: where can we go eat? Where
1: can we, we do that all the time, too. Well,
0: well, last night was fun. It was, let's get a Costco chicken.
1: Yeah, let's get a Costco chicken. Yes. That is the best, you know.
0: Best five bucks you could best spend.
1: five bucks. We are not, you know, we're not in, paid by Costco in any way, shape, or form. But darn, that chicken is good for $5. Yeah, but and, you should
2: send that clip to them and say, look, we have millions of listeners. That, yeah. We, chicken.
1: we could. We could. So you did mention that you cook together. Tell us your favorite meal that you like to cook together. What is our favorite
3: meal? You know what? We don't really have one. Well, Peter says I have meat fest. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's gotten
2: better over the years. We, she used to come out and be cooking the steaks. She goes, hey, cook these brats. It puts the brats on. Okay, oh look here, I've got these cornish game Throw them on too. I mean, one time I used to cook fourteen pounds of meat for four
3: people. <laughs> Wasn't that bad? It was crazy.
2: It was crazy. But um, I think probably I like, feel like a good steak together and. Yeah. Uh, Spaghetti squash, I like that when you make that stuff. And I don't know. It, it's so weird because because we're so wrapped up in work and because, our like, for example, we had a business plan come in two weeks ago. They called us on a Friday. They needed it on a Monday. So we worked all weekend. So sometimes our hours are really irregular. So it's kind of hard to settle in on a schedule. So I don't know if we have a favorite meal. We're kind of boring people. We just really just kind of
0: hang out with each other. You don't sound boring at all. I
1: personally <laughs> like the meat fest. I don't. You know, <laughs> we I, I I have to admit, and they're probably listening. Our, our our guests do listen in in the future, but we've had one or two vegetarians, and when they say vegetarian, you and I look at each other bare like like, <laughs> like they're nuts. But okay, good. Like the meat well, fest. Now we know we where we can go. On the, one
2: other story on the meat fest, real quick. We the sure. mistake of buying Omaha steaks for a while, uh, and our two daughters got totally addicted to them. So uh, we stopped buying them. Just like. Uh, I don't know why we have the money, but we'd stop buying them. And we put down these steaks one time and they look at us and they go, these Omaha steaks? And we go, no, 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 You got a store bought steak <laughs> yeah. like, off the rack. You got us this off the rack. It's like, are you serious? Well, so,
0: anyway, I'll, we'd, we'd I'll tell you just, thing. just some unsolicited advice on the meats. Omaha <laughs> steaks are corn fed. And if you find a nice local butcher that gets locally raised cattle that's grass fed, hundred yeah, percent from right. birth to death. It is a thousand times better than anything you get from Omaha steaks, yeah.
2: All right. oh, no, no,
0: and healthier. I
1: know you're
2: right.
3: Thank you. But I, delicious. So, uh, you know, uh, of well, grass? I don't know. Where are
1: you guys
2: located? We're, we're in Phoenix. We're in Phoenix,
0: uh, and we actually have we're a local. We have Alaska. a local butcher shop here, and I'm going to give them a plug anyway. Uh, the meat shop here in Phoenix, and. The, it, everything is local. They actually have their own farm for the pigs that are raised organically. Their uh, their cattle all, all raised in Arizona, grass fed. It's, it's just delicious. It's it is. And the the next best thing that you'll be next best place that you'll be able to get it is Whole Foods. Yeah. They they okay. have a lot of grass fed stuff there too.
3: Yeah, we get our chicken from there and a few other items that we can afford. Yours, yeah. Whole the paycheck, oh, yeah.
1: whole paycheck. But you know, hey, it's good. But that that whole grass fed thing, you know. Put aside the health reasons. Put aside everything else. That is darn good meat when it's grass-fed. That is darn good meat. So the last question in the food round. Red, white, or beer?
3: Beer.
2: Scotch. Scotch. (laughs) Excellent. I don't care about red, white, or beer. I mean, I'm getting afflemy in the beer. She likes the the
3: Heifeweizen. I don't know. Heifeweizen? Heifeweizen.
1: Heifeweizen. Barry's the beer person.
3: Wheat beer. Yes. Yes. I like beer, period. I don't like the 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 dark German beers, but the medium and the lights, I'm right on it.
0: There you go. That's good stuff. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And we're just going to take a break right now to say hello to some of our sponsors, so we can get some money or something out of this. I don't don't Uh, know. Say nice things about our sponsors. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back in just a minute.
1: Hello, listeners. We know that many of you are tuned in to the show because you're looking to start a business with your spouse or life partner. If the business you're looking for is to help small businesses grow and prosper, if you're concerned about economic ups and downs, if you want a business to business company, well then you want to start your own barter exchange. Want to learn more about what a barter exchange is? Don't even have the foggiest clue? Then go to www.barter21.com forward slash together. That's wwwbartr 21com slash together for your free ebook and a $150 discount certificate to our Launchpad Plus setup and training.
0: Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, hostgator.com has one click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag and drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code together two four seven to get an additional twenty five percent off at HostGator.com. all
1: right, so now we're doing the pet peeve of the day and yay, yay pet peeve yeah. that was a really loud clap of the mic if you't do that yet oh wait Are a second, like... how about this? That's uh, a little bit better okay, okay.
0: that's our studio audience
1: <laughs> that's our studio <laughs> audience Oh, wait, wait till I
0: start and getting you sound effects
2: get out of the box,
1: right. <laughs> So, get the gift for doing a show. Yeah. Okay, exactly, <laughs> Peter. You have a really good pet peeve, uh, entrepreneurs out there. You are going to be like nodding your heads, going, "Amen, Peter. Amen. I agree. I agree." So, tell us about your pet peeve.
2: People who want something for nothing. People who want free consulting when we come in like we do an hour con- complimentary consultation just to see if we can work together because we actually turn people away if we don't think we can help. But people will come in, and you can tell they've rehearsed the long laundry list of questions they're going to ask because they're never coming back. They're going to get as much as they can out of that first thing. Or people that come and say, "Hey, you know, I I've got this, you know, uh, this uh, nonprofit that looks after stray dogs, and I don't have any money, but I need like ten thousand dollars worth of work. And you love stray dogs, right? Can you do this for me?" And that kind of stuff. It, Uh, 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 a laborer is worthy of his hire, right? So if I do a good job for you and it's something that's valuable, then I need to be compensated. You wouldn't go down to, to, uh, God, why does Denny's pop up my smooth now? (laughs) Denny's, you wouldn't go down to Denny's and say, Hey, you know, uh, do me a grand slam. I want to see if I like it. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And so I think uh, uh, especially new entrepreneurs, because they're unsure of themselves, They give away too much Mm -hmm. free work in the beginning. We did it. And the one thing about free, free attracts free. It's like if you want to believe in the secret, it may not work anywhere else, but it definitely works for free. If you start getting stuff away for free, you're going to get a never-ending stream of people coming to your door asking for reduced rates or free. So my advice to people if you're starting out is, and it feels totally counterintuitive, don't do free don't be the lowest priced person. Whatever, if you're getting bad customers, raise your prices. Mm-hmm. Don't lower them, raise them. Otherwise, it's a race to the bottom. Every time we've raised our prices, we've gotten a better class of customer. And so I think we it.
0: It's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. My
1: husband is giving me the most evil look because I tend to go to that spot where I go, well, if we lower the prices and and I do, and a lot of us do because we, sometimes you just don't know what to do. That's really good and really scary advice, but still really, (laughs) really good advice. You know, just take that breath because it's true. The people, the people who are free. um, And I think back to years and years and eons ago, I was a massage therapist and we would network and that one person And she may someday, you know, listen to our podcast or maybe listening now, so I won't mention her name, but um, she would always, every time we walked in, she would put her hands on her shoulder and go, oh, my, my shoulders. Could you just take a look at this for me? Could you just, and I would do it. And, and, um, you know, and then when, uh, when she actually was in a car accident and was going through my chiropractor, the chiropractor I was working with, it was a pain to get paid from her. so. You're absolutely right, Peter.
2: Yeah, in fact, in fact, the the customers that you cut the brake to, Catherine, the customers that you try to help are the ones that take the most time, have the most complaints, don't get back to you when you need stuff back from them. They are typically the hardest to work with. And the people because think about it. If somebody comes in and says, Okay, like say your normal rate, you think a good rate is a hundred bucks, and you charge two hundred bucks for a massage. Let's just use a massage as an example. That's a really good example. Somebody coming in for a $200 massage is expecting that you're going to know what you're doing, that you're going to handle everything. They're going to walk in. They're going to get on on the, the massage table, and it's going to be a good experience for them. You're not negotiating with them. They've already given you, given you the props that you know what you're doing just because of the price you're charging. Now, if you're charging $35 for that same massage, the expectations are much lower. But right. that also creeps into now people have reasons to complain because, oh, well, that was crappy. This was crappy. That was crappy. It's a, it's an amazing thing about price. If people are giving away their treasure and it's something they've got to think about, they actually question it less because they do the questioning before they get out their wallet. That's and right. and mm-hmm. so I cannot tell anybody out there, you're getting into business, whatever you think of charging, I know it's too low. I don't even know you. I've never met you, but if you're just starting your business, what you're asking for, you're asking for less than you worth. I guarantee it. Yeah.
0: And I'm going to put a personal note out there to my mother who has me fix her computer every time we fly back to New York. And, mom, and on
1: the phone, you have to log into her computer from Phoenix to New York.
0: Mom, I'm raising my rates.
1: Um wait, wait. Step back. They've taken us on several good trips, so I would take that right the heck out of this podcast.
0: Sorry, Mom. Dad, I'm raising my rates. <laughs> the thing
2: about it, you can't really leverage your mom. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, but that's, you're starting to get, like, into Sopranos territory. Now. Well, well, you know,
0: they're coming out to visit here in about a month and a half for Thanksgiving. And my mother already put in her order, well, I want some ribs, and I want your brisket, and I want your chocolate cello. So, you know, I make awesome ribs on the smoker. I make great brisket, and and, and my burnt ends are just like meat candy. Uh, oh. and it, anybody oh. that's had barbecue knows what they are, and it's awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we'll hunt you down, we'll go to we'll hunt
0: you down. <laughs> and, and then we we make this uh this chocolate cello, which is if you've, everybody's heard of lemon cello, which we do that too. We make our own, but we also do a form of it made of chocolate, so my mother has already put in the order like three months ahead of time <laughs> what she has to have when they come out to visit oh, so
2: I mean, she could have said, and by the way, and while I'm there, I want you to put in a solid state hard drive and extra memory and load Windows 10. Hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, don't give her any ideas.
1: You you don't think that she's bringing the laptop out here and going to hand it to him and say, here's my credit card. Go put this stuff in
2: so do you have a credit card swiper so you can run a little bit for yourself oh
0: i got paypal here and i have stripe as a backup that's or, right i'm sorry square square as a backup that's right so just in case just in case <laughs> so anyway guys this was fantastic peter and lydia this, this was great interview we had a lot of fun and to get a hold of you guys for custom business planning and solutions you are at www dot custom BPS.com. so that's like custom
1: business planning and solutions bps that's,
0: that's such a clever domain I name know,
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh your phone number uh is it okay to put your phone number out here
2: let me say anybody listening to this podcast if you want a complimentary consult on any business issue call us it's free because you were on you heard it on the show 800
3: 741 Eight four, four
0: four. Give us a call. That's fantastic, and guys, do that. That's a great offer that they're making: free consultation from people that think they know how to do a business plan.
1: They, they yeah, I, I think they might We're know.
2: And about other things too.
1: Okay, <laughs> and helps. and it is Peter and Lydia. And why do I repeat their names? Because their emails are p mehit, which is m e h i t, at custombps.com. and l mehit, you know, for Peter and. Peter and Lydia, like I just said, elmihit at customBPS.com. So go ahead and and get in touch with them. And Barry, if our listeners want to get in touch with us, where can they find us? There's just
0: so many places. I I, love
1: doing I know. What's (laughs) going to happen is one day they're going to knock on the door when we keep talking about the barbecue. But anyway, go ahead. Tell us how.
0: Okay. First of all, our website, www.together247.net on Facebook, Facebook slash together, no, Facebook slash real together247. Twitter at RealTogether247. Uh, find us on Periscope even. Every now and then we're on Periscope catching up with the Coens. We have a lot of fun with that one. And, and the cats. And the cats. Catherine likes to put the cats out on Periscope. I don't know why. Uh, probably because we don't have children. <laughs> but we we we, <laughs> we like, are we have kids and we have cats too. <laughs> yeah, we're on Periscope. We're at Together247. Uh, What else do we have? Email.
1: Email together at together247.net. Any question that you want to know about working with your spouse, go ahead and give us a
0: call um, or email us and we'll be happy to talk with you. Oh, and one last thing. If you happen to have a pet peeve that you'd like us to talk about on our show, go ahead and send it to PP. That's like pet peeve, PP at together247.net. If we like it and it's clean, we'll use it.
1: Yes, we will. And Peter and Lydia, thank you so much again for being our guests. We had such a great time with you. Thank you guys so much. We'll
0: see you all next time. All
3: right. Thanks. Thank you, Barry and Catherine.
0: We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net.